Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes for it again! Oh, he just can't do it! You just cannot be that good! That is an amazing goal! I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? We are back with the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League and Bundesliga. This week, we've got a lot of... Bundesliga action for you, coupled together with two episodes of But with me as always, the hat trick to He's gonna do it. And I'm here. just cannot be that good. Yeah. That is an amazing goal. I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a Whether Leicester are gonna repeat the unfortunate actions of last season and drop out of the Champions League. Can Frankfurt avoid doing that as well? We'll obviously talk Bayern's ninth title in a row. We'll take a look at Dortmund v Leipzig and Man City v Chelsea, a preview to the Champions League final. Which top four dropout do you want to start off first with? (laughs) Oh, should we start with Leicester? Because it was more of a, a cataclysmic display on Friday night. I was about to say, because you so often use the term, uh, barring some cataclysmic drop-off, Leicester making Champions League. Well, a 4-0 at some point during that match against Newcastle, who are fighting to stay out of relegation, seems pretty cataclysmic to me. And I can't, I'm almost lost for words for it, because Leicester is such a classy, almost dependable team. At this stage. Oh, yeah. But when you've got an injury to Johnny Evans in the warm-up, who I'd never thought yeah. Johnny Evans would be a team's, you know, anchor at the back, it does tend to disrupt things, like any injury in a warm-up. So then you had Kaglar Sanchu had to come on. And he's only making it back from uh, injury. And he was at fault for the first goal as well. He tried to but he tried to take too much time on the ball. And Joe Willock, who scored in his last like four games for Newcastle. So the irony being Arsenal's best player plays for Newcastle. Yep. He's a 99 player as well. He's 23rd August, 1999. Jesus. It just makes me feel old. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, but also you have to, you have to say that that Leicester didn't really play. I mean, barring that little disruption from with the Johnny Evans injury, they didn't have, you know, their bad start or they didn't have, or what I want to say is they, they didn't miss anyone else from their starting 11, really. I mean, you know, you had Albright and Ndidi, Tielemans, uh, Madison, Ianacho, Vardy, all players who have been starting for them continuously this season. So there's definitely a little bit of a mental side to this defeat as well. Well, they uh, they drew 1-1 with Southampton last week. Which isn't great, but it's not bad. On Tuesday, they have uh, Manchester United away. Oof. Then it's the FA Cup final against Chelsea. Then they play Chelsea at the bridge the Tuesday after. And their Oof. final game of the season is at home to Tottenham. So there's a very real possibility 
that if West Ham win their last few games, I know they lost this weekend, but if West Ham win their last few games, there's a very real possibility Leicester could be playing Europa League football next season. Not only that, but Liverpool are only one point behind West Ham. See, that's the thing. The, tit- the title's done and dusted. Second place is... Virtually the same. Virtually the same. It's that third and fourth spot, which last few weeks of the season are going to be so tight. Oh. You know, you wouldn't wish it on anyone. And the thing is, even... And I hate to say it, but even Tottenham are two points off of West Ham. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not completely done. Ugh. And that's the thing. If you're a Leicester fan... Having been up there all season to drop off oh, for the would, second consecutive season, it would just kill you, wouldn't it? You just would, and you'd have to question whether that would, because they're clearly a talented side, and Brendan Rodgers is clearly a talented manager. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have to question whether it was the limit. Ooh, we're going that far. Ooh. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's a perfect segue into uh, what we're going to do a little bit of jumping back and forth between the Premier League and the Bundesliga, I think, seeing as we started out with that uh, introduction in the topics. Do you think that's the limit for Eintracht Frankfurt, or do you think that's just Adi Hütte leaving, playing its part still? Because they drew one all today with Mainz, and we said that that's the informed team, right? You know, we said Mainz, they beat uh, Bayern last time around, last match day. And it, we said it was a potential, potential trip for Frankfurt. And it became one because they only managed to equalize in the 85th minute. And I'm sorry to say, but Frankfurt, they were playing with their full starting 11 too. So this is not just, this isn't just like them having injuries or whatnot. This is them having a mental gap almost. I don't know. I I think this is different to the Leicester situation because Leicester have been there before when they won the league. I know that's a bit of an anomaly, but they've been yeah. in the Champions League before. Yeah. Maybe you could put it down to a lack of experience into knowing what it's like to win high-pressure matches because they know, they knew that Dortmund had won. Yeah, but not only that... I, I think it's hard to bring the argument with the with the high pressure matches though because at the end of the day you have to look at it and say they made it to the semi-final of the Europa League and made it all the way to or they forced Chelsea to penalties. So I'd argue that they know how to win high pressure matches or they at least know how to make it very far in competition. Arguably arguably I mean I'm I'm personally I'm going to argue that that Adi Hütte's announcement that he's going to leave at the end of the season is still playing his part. I can understand that. Similar to the Marco Rose situation at Gladbach. Yeah. And I mean, we saw how that turned out this weekend as well. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got... you just hang it up, wouldn't you, at halftime? You would just give it up. I I switched on for about 20 minutes in that game. We will go back to Franco after this, but I... I switched on for about 20 minutes in that game and the commentator, I think it was Joe Spate for BT, was like, oh, well, Marco Rose won't publicly admit this, but if you'd offered him 3-0 uh, uh, before the game kicked off, he'd have bitten your hand. 
So it's like, <laughs> it's so crazy. But can we just loop back around to Mainz quickly? Yes. Yeah. So the inform side that are potential banana skins, guess who Borussia Dortmund have next Bundesliga match week? Nah, they've got Mainz. They've I haven't got even Mainz. looked that far ahead. They've got Mainz away, and their final game is against Leverkusen, whereas Frankfurt have Schalke and Freiburg. I mean, Freiburg, they're that midfield team. They're basically, for Freiburg, there's nothing. They have no motivation at this point. I mean, they won't fall safe one from today. relegation for sure. Exactly. They're safe from relegation for sure. And they're not going to make Europa League. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, but they could have a massive Mainz as well. If they cause Dortmund to drop, because you can't see uh, Eintracht Frankfurt not beating Schalke. That'd just be depressing. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? You say Freiburg won 4 1 today. One, this is against a decimated Köln team who could very well be relegated this season. And second of all, two of the four goals for Frankfurt, I mean, sorry, Freiburg, came in the 90th plus three and the 90th plus six. Yeah, okay. Maybe that doesn't show the full picture then. Exactly. But still. So, I mean, it, it, is very, it is very tight. But seeing as we're talking about Dortmund, you said it best on AT Sports social media. It was a Jaden Sancho show, wasn't it? Oh, I love that. I love the lad. I really do. <laughs> he's so good. And you see that reaction from Haaland in the stands. Oh, yeah. And it, I, oh, he's so good. And that's the thing. He's got, I, I was looking at this earlier. I was having a look at his stats. And he has, let me find my notes quick. He has 30 goals and assists in three consecutive seasons for Dortmund, and he's 21. And yet you've got goons on Sky Sports News debating whether he should be in the squad for the Euros. He, he starts for England in the Euros. End of debate. You have Rashford on one side, Kane through the middle, and Sancho on the other. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to, because I, I have a very little, little voice going off in my head, and it is my own voice, and it is a quote... From our European edition this past week, just gone, and it is me saying Phil Phone gets into the England starting 11 over Jane Sancho. <laughs> Phil Foden at 10. Come on, Mount and Declan Rice around him. We're building this England team, <laughs> but and I just, I said, I'm sorry, I just had to bring it in because this week you were so, you were so in agreement last week that Phil Foden would start over Jaden Sancho, and now you're just like, oh, th- got goons on Sky Sports going, he shouldn't start for England. <laughs> I don't like it when you bring things up that I've said against me. Oh, memory of an elephant, my man. <sighs> um, but before he before he went off, and and Jaden Sancho did pop off. You know, he scored the goal, but then Dortmund were very very real trouble of giving away a two-goal lead. And because Daniel Obo equalized in the 77th minute. So this was not anything... Put it this way, Dortmund, they very, very nearly suffered another setback. Yeah, so as as good as they are going forward at the back, they are awful. Yeah. I mean, Rafael Guerrero is one of my favourite Bundesliga players, but he's just not a left-back. He's a left wing. He's a wing back. That's what he is. Yeah, but when they play a, a when they play the back four that they played, and they stick him at left back, of course you're gonna have like defensive shortcomings. 
And, and I'm Peter sorry. Jack is 35, you know. I was going to say, how old's Matt Simmons? 36 now? Nah, not that far. Come on, give, give the man a little bit credit. He's 32. Oh, it just seems like he's been around for ages. That's because he made his Bundesliga debut at 18. So he's already been in the Bundesliga 14 years. It's time to just just move. Just hang up your boots, Matt. <sighs> There's still people who are debating if he should be going to the Euros or not. What? Oh, no. Come on. He's got the experience and he's still got the positional play. That's what I'm saying. He was never the fastest left. I mean, center back. He's... Yeah, but if you're taking Matt Hummels, you take Jerome Boateng over him any day of the week. Oh, yeah. The way the way Bayern's season has gone, Boateng has easily been Bayern's best center back this season. And I, I mean, I know it's not exactly saying a whole lot, seeing as how defensive, de- how they were open so defensively, Bayern, this season. But, you know, Boateng still has been, you know, he's been rock solid or as rock solid as you can be when you've got just in general a defensive lack throughout a season or you're lacking defensively. Yeah, okay. Matt Hummels alone can't defend for an entire Dortmund team. But speaking exactly. in the intro of uh, previews to cup finals, this is the DFB Pokal yep. cup final lineup, isn't it? And I mean, that's Julian Nagelsmann's last chance to, you know, get out of uh, Leipzig with a last hurrah, basically. Because if we're being honest, you know, Leipzig, they've got second place sorted out. Oh, my. I've just I've just seen something. And I think I just love Edin Terzic even more. He took Marvin Hitz off at halftime and played Roman Berkey. My man. Um, my man. But uh, <laughs> both of Leipzig's goals came in the second half. So <laughs> Hitz must be loving that. Hitz must it's, be loving that. It's not looking good. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're scouting the market for a new goalkeeper anyway. So one of them, either Hits or Berkey, is gone at the end of the season. Oh, it has to be Hits, doesn't it? He's so bad. I don't. I, I for the life of me, I don't understand why. Well, but should we should we talk about the uh, effect that Dortmund beating Leipzig had? Oh yes, do yes, please do because uh, it is it is it still does make me giddy with excitement. Bayern Munich won nine in a row. At this point, it'd be a crime if they didn't make 10 in a row, wouldn't it? You say that, but Celtic couldn't do it this season. So, fingers yeah, crossed. That's because Steven Gerrard all of a sudden becomes Pep Guardiola the cha- of the uh, Scottish Premiership. You never so- know. Marco Rose could become Pep Guardiola of the Bundesliga, <laughs> which is weird because Pep, Guard- Pep Guardiola the was in the... <laughs> I was going to say the Bundesliga's already had a Pep Guardiola. It was the Pep Guardiola. Pep- yeah, exactly. They've had the Pep Guardiola. Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Imagine you can say, oh, yeah, we won the title nine times in a row. So you couldn't manage that 10th time. It'll just think, it'll just be a stain forever. And you'll be like, you know, we we had we were this close to winning the title for a whole decade. Who? How many teams can say that? I think you're just greedy. Just a tad bit. But I think the, the only thing I'm basically living for now as a Bayern fan is all about Lewandowski at this point. Seamless transition into Bayern versus uh, or looping back to Bayern versus Gladbach. Because before this game, Lewandowski had 36 goals, <laughs> which already is a stupid tally and should already put him in contention for Ballon d'Or this season. And then this guy just all of a sudden he has three matches to score five goals and he decides, well, I'm gonna just um, 
pop off a hat trick against Belissa Mönchengladbach and then be on my merry way. The guy is 39 freaking goals. He has one goal off from the all-time record that has stood for 50 years by Gerd Müller of for goals in a single Bundesliga season. It is unfreaking believable. Tell you what, Freiburg and Augsburg, that is happening, isn't it? It it just is. Oh. Imagine the scenes when this guy breaks that record. You you just know that if if he breaks that all time record, there's just I'm sorry, there's just no other person who can who should be in contention for Ballon d'Or. Just just give it to him. It would be quite nice to see Gerd Müller at the Allianz on the final day, just to sort of like pass something at full time because he's going to break it. There's no way he doesn't score one goal to even equalize it. There's no way he doesn't score two goals in two games, which sounds ridiculous, but it's Robert Lewandowski who is ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, it just uh, If he breaks that record, does he get Ballon d'Or for sure? Yes. Yes. Who else are you going to give it to? Uh, I can guarantee you there's going to be some idiots on Twitter going, oh, you should give it to Kevin De Bruyne because he's in the Champions League final. I saw someone the other day said it should be Ruben Diaz. When I mean, Fabio Cannavaro said... only won it because Italy won the World Cup as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what Cannavaro did club-wise 20, 2006, to be honest with you. Well, let's be honest. Champions, was... League went to, Champions League went to Barcelona, didn't it? And he was probably at Juve. Or was he at Real Madrid that year? I want to say he was at Real Madrid. 2006 Real Madrid win... was his last year at Juventus and his first year at Real Madrid. Yeah, but Real Madrid didn't win anything that year. Or Juventus didn't win anything that year, I think. Yeah, but he won the uh the yeah, World okay, Cup but the world, if the World Cup's enough to do that, then I'm sorry, but if Lewandowski wins the Ballon d'Or, then Lewandowski can win the Ballon d'Or with just scoring. I mean, I say just, as if it's like no feat at whatsoever. But if he breaks that record, that alone should be giving him that Ballon d'Or alone. Exactly. That was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Point taken. <laughs> I mean, he only left Juventus because of the uh, Calciopoli scandal anyway, but we won't go into that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, honest opinion, because mm. you've had very negative views of this season. If you have a similar summer to the one you had last summer, where you don't replace players, or so you're already losing David Alaba and Jerome Boateng. You're getting Upamakano, but you gonna need another second half because it was so funny <laughs> that that was it tangai nianzu oh it just comes on and gets a red card right away doesn't it? but if you don't strengthen do you genuinely think the team is good enough to compete again well i mean put it this way we saw that this season the team wasn't good enough or bayern weren't good enough to win in the champions league because they didn't have the depth i'm going to say that even the bundesliga becomes the difficult because without David Alaba and without Jerome Boateng, I mean, those are your starting center halves this season. Without those two, you might as well just pack it in. You know, yes, Lucas Hernandez can play center back and I'd say, you know, definitely you could, but if you take Lucas Hernandez at, and put him at center back, then you have no squad depth for left back. I mean, yeah, we've got Omar Richards coming in, but that guy's an unproven quantity. I'm on the rose. So I, I'm, I don't see like, I, I know it's pessimistic, and I know, you know, because this season still a title came of it, um, even though we had problems with squad depth, but I am i don't see it working out a second time. Well, we've said many times on here that it's only because the, in inverted commas, title rivals keep losing to each other. <laughs> true, true. So, you know, Leipzig have 
thrown in matches this season. Dortmund have been nowhere near it. And Wolfsburg were never going to win the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, Leverkusen were first for a solid amount of time. And then look where they went. I mean, they're now sixth. Yeah, well, they were first around Christmas. It doesn't make for good reading, does it? No, it really doesn't. (laughs) Well, from one league title decider to another. And the the dress rehearsal for the Champions League final, if you will, what do you say about Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea? Do you know what? It is very, very hard to argue with anyone that Thomas Tuchel is a gifted manager because he's what he is. I mean, you just have to think about this. When Lampard got sacked, Chelsea were ninth. Ninth. They're where Arsenal are at now. And for them to now go up all the way to third and be in a Champions League final. If you had told a Chelsea fan around November that you're going to be in a Champions League final and in third place in the Premier League come May, they would have told you, well, what are the odds on that one? 10,000 to one. And I'm inclined to agree. I would have been inclined to agree because that Chelsea team was just not anywhere near good enough. And now Thomas Tuchel has just unbelievably formed this title charging team. I have nothing I mean, to praise for the that guy. Far. It's a title. I'm sorry, you're in a Champions League final. How's that a t- not a title charging team? It's hard for me to be positive about Chelsea. I know, I do know, but let's try and be bi- unbiased here, Bill. I'm trying, and I'm, but I, I still think that Thomas Tuchel was a very good choice for manager because of the system he wants to play. But Chelsea have the players to facilitate that. Like a lot of those played in Conte's three slash five at the back. Very true. You know, Marcus Alonso was brought in by Conte specifically for that reason. And I said it in the Champions League semi-final episode. Do not play that formation if you don't have the players to facilitate. Playing Vinicius (laughs) at right wing back, you're just never going to have any joy. And Pep Guardiola is a good enough manager to know there are other ways to stop a 3-5-2. 100%. So... I mean, take nothing away from Chelsea, no, but they were no. They were given a massive help when City decided to play <laughs> Diaz, uh, Laporte, Ake, Cancelo, and Benjamin Mendy. Also, when was the last time Nathan Ake got any minutes for Manchester City? I think it was against Burnley. It's it's long ago, and it's definitely not against a team like Chelsea. Arguably. Manchester City can do that because, you know, eh, 10 points ahead of United, that's not really any doubt. But then again, there was also so much hype around this being the cha- the dress rehearsal for the Champions League final. You'd almost think that they should do something with that opportunity. I think it would be different in the Champions League final. I think Pep would be naive to try and match Chelsea. No, I'm pretty sure he actually tried it. He used this match and basically said, like, you know, might as well try out and see if that's a possibility. And now he's chalked it off the list of uh, um, of options for the Champions League final because at least he now knows for sure that's not going to work. Well, he did say afterwards, you know, he knows how they're going to play now. Well, I think, th- I mean, then then we have to question whether Pep just might be one of the most genius managers of all time. Yeah, because they, re- they really could afford to lose that game. They really With- could, yeah, exactly. And now he knows his team can't play against Chelsea in the same formation. So there's going to be a lot of work to come up with another one. I wouldn't say if there there'd be a lot of work because I think they should just then then at least he knows that he can just revert to the playing style that Manchester that has given Manchester City so many points this season and has brought them so far and basically try and use that blueprint 
and then tweak it a little bit to fit Chelsea's playing style. If anything, that match was actually worth more than anything that his video analysts could give him because he's now ju- he's now just uh, done a like it's just be- he just had a test and saw can I do this? Can I do that? What works? What doesn't? And now I know. And he really didn't care about the points, as you said. So yeah, I think that 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 is the best thing that probably could have happened to Manchester City ahead of the Champions League final. I'll tell you what it did show, Pep. It showed him that Timo Werner is still an unserious... Oh, he's so bad. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, all right. It's all right scoring one goal against Real Madrid from a def- from a, a rebound off the crossbar with no keeper in the net from two yards out. <laughs> but this... Oh. Yeah, okay, he's got the joint most goals for Chelsea, but I'd still be so underwhelmed with Timo Werner if I was a Chelsea fan. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'll just give you this one. For 60 mil, you don't want to have six goals and eight assists in 33 matches. No, you do not. You want 16 or 26. Yeah. I'd say if he'd gotten 10 goals more and like two assists more, then it would have been a solid season for him. But yeah, it's hard to argue with the underwhelming stat. But then again, he's got four goals and two assists in the Champions League. Great. I'm just saying. Good good for him. But (laughs) I don't know. If it wasn't for Kai Havertz, he'd be flop of the season for me. You're putting Kai Havertz below that. <laughs> yeah, Kai Havertz is even, even worse. Uh, given that he's also got a price tag that's 20 mil more, it's kind of hard to argue. <laughs> Thank you very much. He was 5 mil less than Pogba. And this season, Pogba's been, like, miles better. But Pogba's first season back at United, was he all that good? He was all right. But he wasn't as bad as Kai Havertz. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm not going to try and argue there that Kai Havertz is a flop of the season because he just is. Uh, it's a top, for me, it's a toss-up between Kai Havertz and Thiago for Liverpool. That far? Yeah, especially because you gassed him up so much after the Champions League final last season. Okay, but you, you yourself saw how Thiago played at Bayern. Yeah, he was very good at Bayern and he's been utter, utter trash at Liverpool. Oh, no, I'm not trying to argue that. I'm just saying that that's why I gassed him up. Like, I gassed him up with good mm. reason. <laughs> mm. Very true. One quick thing before we wrap up this episode. I'm pretty sure you saw this as well, but uh, we had an internet shitstorm caused by Jens Lehmann, former German national team goalkeeper and Arsenal goalkeeper, describing Dennis Aogo, who works as a Sky pundit, or sorry, worked as a Sky pundit. He's also been fired for a for different reason. Um <laughs> Anyways, it's all linked for calling for accidentally or for wanting to text someone else and accidentally sending this text to Dennis Aogo himself saying, is Dennis Aogo your new, uh, your new quote? What what was it? What was the direct black man? Token black man. That's the one, which, you know, that's unbelievable. How and how do you manage to accidentally send it to the guy you're talking about? It's just, oh, it's just so sad. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the, at the situation. I'm laughing at the fact that he's, oh, he's such a, oh my God. What a twat. It doesn't get much worse, does it? I just want to know who was he meant to send it to? That's the problem. I think, who sends something like that? Because, because clearly he thought it was acceptable to send to someone. <laughs> exactly. Ergo, should that person not be sacked as well? Jesus Oh, my Christ. God. It's 2020, man. This is like, like Graham Sudes. It's 2020. Oh, God. 
<laughs> is it really 2021? Yeah. But that's like Graham Sunes texting Patrice Evra, like, oh, are you Sky's new black presenter? It's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's just such a shit show. What an absolute bellend. And do you know what? He's been sacked off the, uh, the Hoffenheim board. No, Hertha Berlin board. Hertha Berlin, that's the one. So that's just another reason not to like Hertha Berlin. <laughs> well, it's another reason to like Hertha Berlin because they actually acted accordingly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I know. <laughs> what I mean is don't like Hertha Berlin because they employ racists and Matthew ah, Is what I uh, mean. <laughs> and Matteo Grendelzi. <laughs> I really don't like him. I can't help it. Jesus Christ. But I mean, we'll, we'll just leave you also with the fact that then Dennis Aogo on live TV says tr- that some people have to train until they act, until they are basically gassed. And if you say that on live German TV, that you are trained until you are gassed. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So that got him fired. That got him fired. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, he, and oh. then. And so, and then this, and then one, one of the politi- uh, one of the, um, the mayor of Freiburg, where Freiburg already is a very liberal, like it's a liberal part of Germany, and also the mayor is from the Green Party. So basically, you know, the Green Party is also very liberal. This mayor then starts going on, starts saying, you know, is like, are we going to get, f- is the internet going to basically floor everyone's career and stuff? And then someone, someone commented under that and said. Well, basically, you're going to have basically you're using like underlying racism there because you're saying that these things or these sayings aren't racist and you're not making that big of or you're trying to play it down to which then the green mayor responded with a with a with a quote that had that had another racist jab at uh, Dennis Aogo. And then it just kicked off from there so that now the Green Party's chancellor candidate went goes on live television and says that she that they're pulling support for that mayor and they're going to kick him out of the party and it just snowballed all from one twat whatsapp message from Jens Lehmann on a on a like on a live television show about football and now you have a freaking racist incident in German politics it's unbelievable well it's all been going on in Germany this week <laughs> yeah, freaking Jesus! And all, all we had over in England was two YouTubers tried to run for London mayor. <laughs> well, th- I mean that that is also kind of funny, but you know, I mean neither did very well, and I'm glad for it. But <laughs> you know, I can't. Honest to God, Jens Lehmann will never work in no. like football, football again. No, Actually, he probably might get a, a stint at BN Sport because. Uh, if they employ Richard Keys and Andy Gray, they might True. employ Jens Lehmann. <laughs> but anyway, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> I'd say we, we then wrap it up for this week. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all our channels for AT Sports. That's f- oh, Jesus. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also make sure to check out the 50 Plus One Football Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the RSS feed, 50 Plus One Football Podcast. We always have the goods from previous episodes. They're always good for a laugh. Give some more clicks. Maybe we can make some money off of this soon. But anyways, (laughs) how dare you imply that we're in this, not for the love of the game, but for financial (laughs) reasons. People listening to this, 
I am appalled by what Lewis has just said. <laughs> I do this for my love of the game, but some money would also be nice. <laughs> appalling. But, but anyways. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep calm. Love a beautiful game.